Michael, I have some very exciting news for you, and I know after the week that you've just had, you need a bit of a pick-me-up, and I feel like this you're primed. You are so ready for this good news mm. that your socks will literally fly off of your feet. Well, I'll go put on some socks right now because I'm not wearing anything. But Why do you always have you're to You're not wearing anything. Oh, no, dear. I'm glad what? the webcam keeps breaking down then. Mm. I feel even <laughs> worse for your step stool right now then, given <laughs> that you're about to drench them in ball sweat. But uh, all right, I'm going to need to just <laughs> pop the top on this Drewberry muffin here. George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell have a podcast no. That is fleeing into the world. No. And I need, I know that you want to have the official reaction podcast to their podcast. Ooh. Because if okay. I need any better reason for you to rant, rave, and otherwise become an unhinged physicist, it is going to be the sultry sounds of Jeremy Corbell ringing in your eager ears Ugh. on the weekly. Ugh. You know what? I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. There's a last pod um, side stories that they I just listened to with them, and they're as nauseating as they ever were. I mean, George Knapp is a little less unhinged. He's he's at least, you know, somewhat sober about it. Corbell is, is still as self-involved and disgusting as he ever was. But uh, love you, Jeremy. I do. Michael hates you. He's on the record about it. It is. It is known so much so that his equipment malfunctions around him. He's he's radiating energy as though he's a Stephen King character come to life. Yeah, it's the it's the alien metals. It's the alien metals. Indeed, your equipment is malfunctioning. They have pills for that now. (sighs) Yeah, I don't think any amount of uh, I almost said Xanax. (laughs) I don't think any amount of Xanax can cure me. I was going to say, who can afford to buy them these days? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, since certain individuals are just hemorrhaging money. Michael, tell us tell us about your week, friend. Oh, it yes. sounds like you, you've got a lot to get off of your chest, not the least of which being all of that, you know, oozing rancor sweat that we've got accumulated. Oh, yeah. And Arizona. it is always here. It is as here as often as I am. So uh, last yesterday, I decided to get my car taken in because it smelled like burning plastic on occasion for the last two months. Um, that could be schizophrenia. No, because the voices tell me that it's not. So it's it's okay. It's it's something. Uh, different. I, I would get a second opinion. So well, he did. Uh, he got a people. second, a third, a fourth, all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all separate, and they all agree that it is not inside my head. I feel like if you can't see their mouths moving, the voices don't count. Mm, what that's if- that's just going to be my hard and fast rule for how I slip into senility. But <laughs> well, you know, you do you. For intermittently here, I'm having trouble seeing Michael's mouth moving when he's talking, so I don't know if he's <laughs> blinking in and out of I've existence. I've never trusted his voice to begin with. That's well known. Um, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I'll get my car looked at. Sure, why not? Uh, so I go to a place to get... <laughs> I put videos up on online. I was like, oh, yeah, you like those dirty <laughs> fenders, don't you? Mm, yeah, oh, my car is a dirty car, I'll tell it that. Uh, I'll say that. Right when I put uh, the gas into it, I'm just like, yeah, you dirty. I mean, there is a whole subreddit about dragons fucking cars, and I, I, it is known. I have mentioned it before. That is the whole subreddit of just people drawing dragons fucking cars, and it is beautiful. Give me fuel, give me fire. That's probably what it's come, what it came from. So there you I go. I already threw the memory remains out, and you didn't bite. So yeah, there's no more Metallica references on this show. Oof. Moving on. Okay, so anyway, because 
so I go there. I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm just getting this uh, piece of plastic probably just got stuck on the undercarriage. I also had my check engine light on and off for the last like couple of weeks. Like it would turn on and then the next day it would turn off and then turn on, et cetera. So I go mm-hmm. there thinking, okay, it'll be like a real quick fix. Like there's probably a sensor that's loose somewhere. Remove the plastic bag. Sure. So I get that. I go to a nearby coffee shop to do some studying for the research that I'm doing. Uh, and I, they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll call you later. An hour and a half pass. They're like, okay, we have a lot of things going wrong with your car. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh. Spoilers. Uh, they'll send me an invoice and, mm-hmm. uh, I can come pick up the car. I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, you know, they started going over some of it. They said your boost or your turbo, which I didn't know I had a turbo in my car. I have a turbo in my car plot twist. It's apparently weak and that's what's causing the, the check engine light to throw occasionally. You were out of NOS? Yes, I was out of NOS. NOS? Is that I NOS? Was just I don't know. Expecting, I'm honestly, I'm barely I thought you that. would have been better at training your Pokemon at this point. Yeah. Out of, out of PP. Need more PP. Need more um, PP. So I'm like, all right, fine. They're like, well, that would be like $2,900 to replace. I'm like, I, nope, I don't need it. Um, so I'm looking through the invoice as I'm walking back because it was a 30 minute walk because I'm not going to Uber anywhere. I'm, I'm yeah, a cheapskate. No. Yeah. I did the same thing. So I can certainly understand. Exactly. Um, so I'm looking through the invoice and it's just like, there's something leaking here. There's another thing, le- thing leaky, leaking here. There's like a bunch of other things going wrong. I look at the final bottom, the total, the tally of everything going wrong with the car and it is $6,900 and 68 cents. And I'm like, okay, that's a big number. It's a nice number. One cent off from the number of the beast there. Yeah, I was like, okay. two backs. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it would be better if we just add an extra $69 and uh, and a cent. Just have 69, 69, 69. You just complete the whole package. And then Um, you get back to being, uh, you know, your butt stuff uh, as you've previously. mm -hmm. Well, then your car works and you get a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm getting fucked that hard. Um, so I tell them, no, I don't need any of that done today. The the car's had this this issue since early March, so it's not like it's going to explode anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I was in the middle of studying because they originally told me I was going to be uh, until the afternoon. So it was like getting close to noon. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll eat something nearby. So I go to this, near brewer- uh, this local brewery that is close by. I sit down. There's no one else there. They just opened. So I'm like, I figured I'd have a beer. I'd finish my uh, chapter in this textbook I'm reading, and then I'll leave. Okay. I sit down for about five five minutes, and then this lady comes up, like, enters the bar. She comes right up next to me and says, is this seat taken? I look up from my book because I'm sitting there at the bar with a textbook. You know, I'm not trying to look like I, I, I'm – you can see I'm clearly reading, and I don't care about anything else. So I'm like, I don't even look up from my book. I'm like, sure, go ahead, sit down. That's fine. She says, I hear you're a big fan of 69. <sighs> well, uh, she attempts small talk at one point by looking at my beer, which is a porter. It's, you know, you can't see through it. It's it's black. It's it's the dark beer, right? So, so she looks at it and she's like, is that an IPA? And I and I say, no, it's it's a porter. She's like, oh, that's a boy's drink. Boys drink that. Not men? Like, what is the, like what's the implication okay. there? And she's like, well, women can drink it too. I'm like, Okay, and I just go back to reading. She doesn't order anything. She gets a water with lemon. Doesn't want food, doesn't want beer. She talks to the the bartender a little bit. A little odd, but 
like kind of like just shooting the shit, but like not, not really. I e like, waiting for him, you to buy her the beverage. Maybe. <laughs> Like, I was already thinking that she was trying to flirt, but, like, after the comment about the beer, I'm like, either I can safely ignore her, or I don't know, maybe she's just looking for a friend to talk to. No, the place is empty aside from you, is that right? There's two other people at this, like, bar that's, like, a 20, 30 seat bar. So, plenty of room for her to sit anywhere else. Anywhere else. Had to sit right next to me. Yeah, this just sounds like someone fishing for a free drink. Yeah. And you look like a sap. Yeah, yeah. With my textbook, it looks like clearly I'm I'm just ready to have social interactions. Yes, um, so she pulls out her phone and she makes a call and she starts screaming into it. She's like, "No, I am not meeting you anywhere. In a, I, I'm I'm in a safe place. I'm in a public location. I am at this brewery. You can come meet me there if you want your keys." And then she cursed at at this person a couple of times uh, and then hung up. Like and, you do. Yes, and so. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I've, I, I work in the industry. I, I work at a pizza shop. I've, I've seen worse. No chairs were throwing. No one was being cursed out. It was just someone being angry on the phone. All right, that's fine. No poltergeist activity. I, exactly. So another minute passes. She pulls out her phone again, and I think is talking to her mother. Uh, and she was like, No, mom, I'm going to leave my key here. I will leave it with the bartender. No one else will meet me here. I will. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. And I'm doing that right now. And she said a couple more curse words. I think she either called the first call or the second caller racist a couple of times and then hung up. She did apologize the second time for the second phone call. She's like, sorry about that. Still reading. I'm not doing anything else. I'm clearly not paying attention. I'm like, it's okay. She's so, like, man, all this yelling gets me thirsty. Yeah. So then as I'm <laughs> sitting there, the bartender comes around like he comes nearby and he leaves me a note underneath my textbook. And he says, do you know her? If not, I can help. And it, it was written on a receipt paper. It's like, you know, are you in trouble? Are you in danger? It and blinked then, <laughs> twice for no. Yeah, exactly. And so the guy came back around and I'm like, I don't know this person, but I, it's, I don't care. She's not directing at me. It's not my problem. So eventually she gets up and walks to the bartender and hands the keys off to him. Apparently, he, from what the bartender said later, he is supposed. He was supposed to wait for a Marilyn Monroe that's supposed to come in and ask for the keys. And with that, the lady got up and left. And that was that was pretty much like I I had been there for about a grand total of fifteen minutes. Okay, and all that transpired. Now this was a person by the name of Marilyn Monroe, or someone who was cosplaying as Marilyn Monroe before going to their shift at Jackrabbit Slims. Don't know. I. Honestly, never got that far. I left okay. before Marilyn Monroe showed up. What so. a terrible travesty, because, you know, Anna de Armas could have showed up and you would have had a really interesting evening as opposed to what, you know, seemed to occur. Yeah. So me and the bartender joked about it a little bit. Apparently, someone else at the re- at the restaurant, bar, brewery, whatever, had said she came in earlier that weekend and was like yelling and cursing out a, a, a page or um, an employee there. So, okay. like, we were like, okay, well, you know, it, it, it went better than expected. You know, the guy gave me a free beer out of it because he's like, nice. sorry. And I'm like, okay. So, I, someone bought me a drink. So, joke's on her. <laughs> but it was just such the weird, it was the weirdest morning because I, I, I think I don't have a problem with my car. Apparently, I have all the problems with the car. <laughs> I go somewhere to just have a beer and just try and finish the research that I'm trying to do. And then I deal with Marilyn Monroe's key 
and, you know, someone being in a public spot and, you know, take them out to the parking lot and just all this, all this stuff. Honestly, you got a drink and a bit of a show and then a bonus drink. Sounds like a pretty good time. I mean, aside from the mess with the car, but the, the bar stuff fin- doesn't sound so bad. I never finished the chapter I wanted to read. I wanted to get out before anything <laughs> else happened. So I was like, you should have told her the officially designated public safe spaces are libraries, fire stations, and quick trips. Oh, that is true. Quick and trips And beyond are. that, yeah, I mean, she was she was not supposed to be in a bar hoping that was going to be a safe space. This is not like a church in France in the 1400s where you could cry sanctuary any place you want. <laughs> well, especially Wait, a bar she had just freaked out at an employee the previous week or whatever. It's kind of weird that she chose that place as her safe spot. Yeah, it was very odd, but who might have questioned the goings-on in her head? So Indeed. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might have to swing by before I leave for New Mexico to see if Marilyn Monroe really did show up. Come out of the grave, as you will, to pick up this person's keys. Ooh, and if you do see a ghost, you can exclaim, by the eternal, <gasps> behold. It is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm, and Michael. I'm Michael. Not even trying. Okay. <laughs> you, you've just given up. So angry Michael has, is just going to amuse us for the uh, sum total of this experience. But I was going to say I had a speech prepared where I was going to try to lure the audience back in and say, we can get you back to something you can truly sink your teeth into, not just me waxing poetic about the movement of the stars, celestial bodies, and, you know, interdimensional beings. We can actually get into presented topics of which we have several that are in the offing coming up here in the future to get back to our actual namesake and then of course michael encountered this grand galactic travesty that has been his last week and so yeah we are we're back again with another you know loose fitting pair of levi's that we're just going to to wiggle and hold up with our hands before our belt returns but uh, do you want to give the the folks at home a little a little tease as to, to what you have or, or are you holding it under your hat no i can i can tease the the first of the two-parter um okay. because they're they are technically two topics that do have a connection but uh the second one will remain a secret the first part is about the history of the ancient and noble art of slap fighting okay <laughs> Uh, as shown in the great film Sissy Boy Slap Fight, starring uh, AEW star Kenny Omega and a slew of uh, you know other interested parties. I did see that one. It was a very it was a very short battle, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. There was a knockout on the second slap, um, but it was still glorious. Like there was a lot of trash talking. It was part of the whole plot arc of mm-hmm. of, of Sissy Boy. I don't like Sissy that Boy name. Slap Fight. Uh, you yeah, know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's just what of, it was of called. It becoming, you know, like more legitimate in the eyes of other people in the, uh, you know, the wrestling federation. Okay. Now, because of that, I am going to dovetail off into the fact that are you watching Dana White's new show where folks are just open hand slapping one another until a knockout occurs? So that is, um, that is related to the okay. episode. I don't All really right. touch upon that though. Oh. Um, but, I mean, if you find some good material that we can react to, I would not be opposed. Well, there is the fact that prior to that show going on air, uh, he was filmed openly slapping his significant other 
<laughs> while they were out in public at a bar and then her returning fire. Ooh, okay. Uh, and so, I, yeah, there was some debate in the general public as to whether or not they were just trying to advertise the show upcoming and the, the newly minted sport or whether or not they just completely lost their blooming minds. Like uh, Marty Gennady. 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 Really show me the music in the Gennady. I didn't like that as Gennady. I like that his wife hand, threw hands back. Of course. Uh, she actually may have uh, initiated. It's been long enough since I heard the story oh, that I don't recall who drew first blood she other than first. John Rambo. But, uh, yes, they, they both slapped one another. It it, uh, it got a significant amount of public backlash, as you would expect, <laughs> going into this being a sport. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty raucous and deadly fun from what I understand. You actually watch the light leave people's eyes as their head rocks back and they just drop limp to the floor there's some people who've had some very significant injuries so that makes me very excited yeah and it goes it goes back there's there's a lot of history that we're gonna uncover because well, uh i'll give a little bit of context um ooh. because this is going to be like an unaired episode of an after dark i tried showing uh bad artist jesse and doc uh a slap fighting video but again just like all things that i try with this technology Perfect case in point, my camera shut off for like the hundredth time. Um, the recording cut out three separate times, and it was such a mess that I didn't think it was salvageable. Okay. But- See, it's it's so funny because as you were talking about the noble history of slap fighting, and then Shane wasn't reacting to anything, and then you weren't referencing the the video, in my head, I was like, did I imagine that whole thing? Or was, was that somebody else that I watched this with? Because I swear that was on this show that we did like an after dark for it, but nobody's talking about it. And I was like, I better just not say a word because I don't want to seem like an idiot. <laughs> it was your fever dream after that Chloe two times escapade that the, the, when the crystal finally wore off. I was you, like, somebody uh, slapped the memory out of me. The memory does not remain in this case. Oh, uh, well played. All right. I'll allow you to get back to Metallica for that one. You've earned your ability, earned your right to quote Metallica. I slithered again. back in. All right. Yes. As though you were trapped under ice. But, uh, okay. Well, that's uh, exceedingly exciting. I'm, I'm sorry that the world will not get to see the visual evidence of you sharing slapping with other folks, but... The reason I allude to it here is not just for the sake of filling time, but also to say that I am, uh, I, this morning, I have been one of the most productive human beings in my general sphere over <gasps> here. Cause I, I rolled out of bed this morning and I went, you know, it's time to put up or shut up, get my money where my mouth is, and not just as a podcast personality, which obviously, you know, there's no money involved here, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I was like, we're we're doing research. I haven't I haven't done this for a while. We're getting into the mix, and so I am now twenty pages in to my preparation for my presentation on the Satanic Panic Redux Ooh. or Satanic Panic Part Two electric boogaloo mm, and i will tell nice. you 20 pages 20 Ooh, pages got, there are goosebumps mm. there are four distinct facets that i'm going to go into each equally more preposterous and serpentine and ridiculous and Ooh. so uh yeah there are just uh, reverberations and i'm gonna somewhat call into question not saying that michael is not a good researcher but i am going to somewhat 
cast a different light on what the actual genesis of the satanic panic is versus what was presented to us initially just based on some of my perspectives and the research that i have done uh and that's just one of the glorious things and it's kind of in the intro to the show where i talk about this so it's just you know much like anything else there's perspectives to everything or perspectives if you're going to pronounce that properly and uh so yeah very exciting times i'm i'm very thrilled for it and as we crest our way up up into the 200th episode i am going to try to wrap this thing up the way i started it which you know we started with satan i'm gonna end with satan and then we'll get ourselves back into the the new genesis if you will once the apocalypse strikes yeah here's hoping especially with my my issues going on so far Uh uh-huh you expect for every eventuality and then you are never surprised right Mm -hmm. if i always expect the worst i am never disappointed Indeed. When you start out at the bottom, everything else is a weekend retreat. And that's where you are. When you start from Mm -hmm. the bottom, you're here. Well, you started at the bottom. Now we are. Mm. (laughs) True. True. I failed on that. Well, you know, it's fine. Do I get uh, an A for effort? No. Oh. I will give you an ASU grade. You can get a C++. Okay. I'll take it. Hey, speaking of ASU real quick, is ASU at all affiliated with the University of Arizona? I, obviously, it's different, but do they have like an affiliation being in the same spot? They have an affiliation in that there is a blood feud between the two universities, and to even imply that they are in cahoots is enough to get you charbroiled if you are in the great state of Arizona. Ex- oh, no. I, just, I only ask because I have a potential interview coming up with University of Arizona, so I was just oh, nice. like, hey, is that... Put me in the same ballpark as y'all, but then I apparently not. You know, uh, I, I love that you're attempting to lord over the unemployed guy that you are <laughs> presently sitting atop five jobs. And that's that's really kind of you. But, you know, you, you can withhold some of those occasionally just for the sake of my pride. It's taking them all, aren't you? I told you I'm, I'm on a high. I was enjoying what my day had provided me. Unlike Michael, I was in a good mood. And now you just want to piss my mouth while I'm down here. So well, from, from the sound of it, well, for starters... uh I just want to use you as a footstool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not but, applying for that position, I'm afraid. Uh, that is only in Michael's sphere. But it also sounds like, uh, as a former ASU uh, fellow, it doesn't sound like you'd want to be with the uh, U of A troops over there. So I think the job that I'm going for isn't even something that you'd uh, bother to uh, invest any time with. Not such a disreputable university as U of A. Uh, There are several of my former colleagues who either left U of A to go to ASU or left ASU to go to U of A. And uh, the people who left ASU, I was very glad to see go. So, uh, and, and I did enjoy most of the folks that I, I met from U of A, uh, including one of my former bosses who is a delightful human being and, uh, also an Oregon resident at the present. So oh, nice. uh, strange okay. to the circumstances that is, but, uh, he's certainly not helping to get me anywhere here. So I'm not going <laughs> to cast him in too glowing a light, but regardless, uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoy U of A sports. 
I was a U of A sports fan before I had become a, a marauder for the cause because I had jokingly said once ASU started paying for me, I felt that it would be gauche for me to cheer for the <laughs> the other team. So I kind of left that behind. But yeah, I had a bunch of uh, U of A themed uh, sportswear. I oh, really cool. enjoyed the 98 uh, Final Four run that they had. I was a, I was a very big fan of that. I'm, I'm a Damon Stoudemire kid. Deep down, I have a Damon Stoudemire Toronto Raptors jersey, uh, as I was one a huge fan of the Raptors when when they brought them in. Because you know, being a kid who loved dinosaurs and Jurassic Park is like the Raptors <laughs> were like a given. It was like candy to and see. Codeine. I hated the Raptors because they were like the especially as a kid. I was a fan of the Grizzlies. Well, because you're and, over there, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, like the Raptors being the only other team in Canada, where mm. like you had to hate them. Well, you know, you had Bryant Big Country Reeves there for a good long while. You were able to to tout a a, a bunch of... Oh, my friend, if you get me into NBA knowledge, we'll be here for a good long while. Oh, yeah. It It, is It's funny that you you know about, like, the Final Four run of U of A and all that, because, Mm -hmm. truth be told... I didn't even know U of A existed until until I saw the job posting and was like, oh, I guess I'll apply. Well, I mean, you, you were Canadian citizen. I, I don't exactly know about the, the run of the Toronto Rough Riders or anything like I'm. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you were out in Arizona. But yeah, I didn't even know U of A was a thing until I saw I was like, oh, they have a master's of healthcare administration. Let me put in for that. And then it seems to be taken off. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. Uh, which is the reason why I asked if they had any affiliation with ASU or you know, for all I knew, it was like a, a spinoff or maybe University of Phoenix changed their name or something like that. I like I that, a spinoff. <laughs> They're a spinoff. <laughs> They're the sequel, yes. <laughs> she I was mean, doing tec- so good, they did a spinoff. Uh, technically, ASU, as the teacher's college, was it does predate U of A, so we can give them a little credit in that capacity, but that's about all that we can give them credit for. <laughs> um, well, I'll keep you all posted there. I- all right. Well, on the off chance I ever have to go, you know, skulking back after Melissa comes to her senses and kicks me out, if I ever do have to try to, you know, find peace of mind back in the great state of Arizona again, then maybe I'll have to go begging for some sort of uh, recourse there from from the good folks at ASU. So I will not do a full flame war over the course of this show. <laughs> we'll keep that one under the hat for a time being. But yeah. Don't light your path with the bridges you, bridges you burn. Exactly. Uh, but there are a lot of bodies littered in that detritus, I will say. Uh, <laughs> ooh, yipes. Including, uh, just here, I'll, I'll give you an example. And it, this renders very perfectly the state of circumstances that I was in and michael will attest to this but so i left technically mid-december right yep i i and i was still technically employed until january 3rd i had put in vacation to get kind of through the end of it so from january 3rd until this very day they have not even uh, they opened the position to replace me and then closed it without hire as for from what i understand they closed it without even interviewing people oh. and they have yet to repost it well, so that's my because job they is know you are irreplaceable. Well, for whatever, you know, I, I will take that. But no, that's not. They are just so <laughs> damn discombobulated over there that I don't think that they could find their ass with both hands in a map given, you know, a month and a half and several subcommittees to discuss the appropriate measures to take to seek for the ass. They still wouldn't be able to get it done. So I just yeah, that organization is galling in how ineffective they are at doing just the simplest things. See, I prefer to think they were so knowledgeable and so self-aware that they realized once we've had Shane, we've had the best. 
There's just we what's the point of even interviewing for this? And we need to just hold this position for at least a morning period of uh-huh. you know, six months or something like that. So that's probably what it is. It's currently <laughs> in mourning. I appreciate your attempts to keep me from cutting my own throat professionally and, and use jocularity in order to distract me. <laughs> but no, I'm just gonna keep insisting how, how imbecilic those folks are. But uh no, I kid. <laughs> Not really. No. Again, don't uh, don't light your path by burning some bridges there, it's sir. It's okay. None of those people know how to work technology in order to listen to shit like this anyway. <laughs> I imagine a keyword search is going to be beyond them, which is funny because they're doing research for folks who are in academia. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't hear a lot of uh, fallback or folderol uh, based on last week's episode. Did anybody get anyone crawling out of the woodwork to try to extol the virtues of alien entities living in the universe? Or Nope. I think uh, I was not visited by angry commenters or angry aliens, so I'm taking that okay. as a bonus. Well, what a sad state of affairs that is. Uh, the best way to search for life is to just say, hey, come fight me. <laughs> Flame wars when you're flame retardant. I'm come, waiting come at slap fight me now. Indeed. I'm waiting at the brewery. I'm leaving my keys here. Come fight me. Facts. <laughs> you won't, Marilyn Monroe. Oh or just man. Slap some sense back into my body. But uh okay, well, uh Doc, when do you get to uh meet the uh, the good old boys from the Cherry Pop and Daddies again? Or has that already occurred? Oh, that doesn't take place until September, uh, with the uh, Ska Festival out here, so well, uh, are the uh, the preparations for the you know areas under your home and and all the other body storage uh, well, uh, prepped know, and ready to roll? So yes, although I I nearly didn't survive to make it to this podcast, let alone uh, September. So what? I, 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 Way yeah, to bury I, the lead. Oh, it was so. As you've probably gathered uh, over time from the stories that I share, I am somewhat frugal. Uh-huh. Some would call what? me a penny pincher, perhaps. Unless uh, you're no. buying food or, uh, oh, you know. Well, no, even that. I, I uh, He actually uh, fished uh, all of that from the picture that he showed I, on the grill. He just fished that out from the back. Well, no, gr- I'm a king garbage. of discount stuff. Like, you know, if ah, I find okay. something on discount. Like those sausages, for instance, there, they're normally uh, $4.93 a package. I got them $0.75 cents a package. Okay. So, yeah, so like king and, of discounts. And the beverages that you served, you stole from Starbucks. Yeah, I, so, uh, I can was... squeeze a dollar out of a penny. But... <laughs> And yes, I went, swung by the Starbucks. And <laughs> Dashed in, grabbed everything that that's, wasn't that's, tied down. That's where Cordelia gets all of her milk from on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you feeding her half and half? It was what they had out. <laughs> okay. It's not my fault. They stopped she, locking she liked, the milk after I started going there. She likes a sprinkle of the nutmeg. <laughs> Ooh, classy. You just, you know, shoving everything under your shoulders as you're running out. <laughs> Slamming yeah. through the door. Yeah. So I, uh, a few months or like a month or two ago now, I got gutters installed on the house. Right. And, uh, so they're up there, you know, cost a couple grand. And, uh, I was just like, all right, good. We're set. And of course they've been up there like a month and a half and the neighbor's tree, gets this big giant branch, like stuck in between the gutter and my house right at the roof. Right. And I have a two story house here. So the roof is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just have a six foot ladder so i initially climbed up that and then i like i have a pole saw so i took the biggest extension i could to see if i could reach it which in and of itself is already dangerous uh-huh, as i'm so wild I, I wasn't even close i was still way away because it was so well, high up and then you tried jumping to do 
Uh, no, all he had to do was, you know, issue the appropriate phrase, which is six foot, seven foot, eight foot punch. And <laughs> mm-hmm. then you would have officially gotten there. So, uh, so where it is, uh, like where the gutter is, like my shed's right there. So I couldn't like put the ladder like so but before that, my, my other neighbor has one of those giant extension ladders, right? That can go mm-hmm. all the way up to a rooftop okay. on a second story. So I borrowed that and, uh, but I couldn't put it against my house where the, gutter and the thing was because the sh- my shed's in the way and I couldn't get it from the side of the house just because of uh, another tree. So the only way to get to this thing was to go into the neighbor's backyard and extend this ladder as far as it could go, which is like 20 feet, and then lean it against the tree. So it's like balanced in between multiple trees and just leaning on the the branches of the tree. And it didn't feel super sturdy, but I was like, I got to get this thing down. And, uh, and I, and I, cause it was going to break my stupid gutter. And again, this is one of those things. Like if I called somebody to fix, it was like 800 bucks. And I was like, well, I, I can't, I'm not going to do that. I just yeah, have these no, stupid gutters that. replaced. Yeah. So I was like, I got to handle this myself. But you know, after like finagling with it for hours, there was no way to get around this other than to monkey my way up into the trees. So I, and I don't have like a chainsaw uh, outside of the pole saw or anything. So I just went up there with a handsaw and like climbed up in with the ladder, like, precariously balanced in between these tree branches and i'm up like 20 some odd feet in the air and uh and it happened to be a windy day that's how it got like put in there but i didn't want to wait because you could hear the groaning of the tree as the one wind blew the tree you could hear the groaning of the metal of the gutters so i was like well i can't wait for another day because this thing could pop the gutter right off and mess up my roof and everything i got an image of the gutters for a second there when you talk about the tree groaning as it was blown by the wind yeah oh (laughs) baby oh mama oh just a little oh the cherry pop and daddies have a song called up from the gutter and uh i was up in the gutters (laughs) and it was uh uh, about trees and why you got wood but it was it was pretty terrifying being way up there, like twenty some odd feet in the air, and uh-huh. the wind's blowing, and like I can feel the ladder going, and I'm like, oh dear. And I was thinking, I was like, is this where I die? I was that like, is, tell me. That's called I, common sense. Yeah, and it was well, it was one of those things. It was like as I was because I so I went up there with the handsaw, and I'm like hacking away. Which at the again thing. is a brilliant move when you need to have a stationary object beneath you, and you're like, yes, I'm going to force a lot of kinetic movement with my own body. Well, because and the this problem- is no way going to cause me to plummet to the fucking earth after I've started. Well, and I don't know. The problem As a physicist, is- I think it checks out. <laughs> when you know when you're when you're. <laughs> When you're sawing something and then it starts to like actually give as you get further into it, the weight of the branch starts to dip it, which then made it so that I couldn't get the saw any further in because it tightened up at the bottom as the weight from the the branch lowered, right? Mm -hmm. Because I cut into it. So then I couldn't get the stupid thing to go any further. And I was like, crap, I can't like saw this thing anymore. So let me guess. You decided to just grab onto the limb and Mary Poppins your way down. (laughs) No, no. I was way too high for that. Oh, I Uh, disagree. Yeah. So it was... It, so as I'm up there and, and the, the wind's swaying and stuff, I thought, like, I was thinking to myself, like, maybe I should have just spent the $800. <laughs> like, like, I was like, this is this is news stories that you hear where, like, local man falls <laughs> from roof and dies or whatever, right? And I was like, I was like, I just got this stupid hut. Tell me this is not how I go. But luckily, everything held. Um, and then, so I came back down and I was like, I'm so close to having that thing off. I, I, I feel like I almost got it. So I found a brick on the ground. <laughs> Of my, of my, <laughs> and I, I I got some rope from my neighbor and I tied it around the brick and I went I went halfway back up the ladder about three quarters of the way back up and I kind of chucked the the brick over 
the the broken limb that was you know stuck it was a big limb and uh but the rope that my neighbor had wasn't long enough to like lower the brick all the way to the end on one side and have the rope still be on the ground on the other so i had to like tie it around the tree while i'm like three quarters of the way up came back down grabbed the brick and now that i've got like a rope kind of in my hand i started reefing on the <laughs> on the rope <laughs> And it worked. It popped the branch off because it was already like sawed pretty good way through. And it popped right out of the gutter. Didn't break the gutter. Nothing. It worked out uh, perfectly. But uh, but it was touch and go there when I was up in the tree and the whole tree's blowing in the like the strong winds. And I'm like, they, you know, thank goodness for some girth, right? You know, you get a little bit of weight on you, and you're like, <laughs> like you, I mean, you a little bit. You're hoping that that's keeping the ladder in the ground, but I'm not necessarily sure that would have worked in your favor the entire time. Especially if you're above the center of mass of you and the ladder, because then that's... No, I'm saying that if I was skinnier, though, the the winds that were up there could have uh, blown me a little bit more there. Oh, Wendy, was it? it, Are we talking about gusts up to 60, 70 miles an hour? Gale force. It was a pretty thick branch like that worked its way into the gutter, so the wind was strong enough to get it there and, like, in the gutter and i mean it was pretty like we're pretty close to the uh the beach and stuff here so we get a lot of that the wind just were you like, doing this during yeah. a hurricane is that is that the plot to us we were all waiting to hear <laughs> well it was thunderstorms but uh <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so i'm gonna get on top of an object a metal object connected to a tree during a thunderstorm and cut okay. down this tree listen man if i if i spent 2k on those stupid gutters i'm not gonna have them break a month later without uh, doing everything I can to get the stupid things down. I just, you know, like if you just got your car fixed, let's say you had dropped the money on that car and then somebody, you know, wanted to borrow it that you thought was reckless or something, you would do whatever you could to make sure that your car stayed in good condition, right? I don't think I would brave a thunderstorm to try and fix it. <laughs> so well, <laughs> this is this is evocative of a couple stories. One, I feel really good now. That the the only thing that I can claim to get close to this level of stupidity was that I <laughs> stood on top of this ottoman that has wheels on the bottom of it in order to check to see whether the fire alarm in my room, which was not actually going off, and I'll remind everybody it was a video of WrestleMania where a fire alarm was going off that caused me to go up and injure myself, that that could have been the worst. But as my folks love telling, there was a story when we first moved up to Phoenix, we had a pool in the backyard at the house we were renting, and my folks had just bought this brand new patio furniture. So I will give you a bit of credence in that I, also a cheapskate who appreciates appreciates the value of a dollar i came home from working at tower records my folks had not made it home yet and as i walked in there was a major storm a brune a haboob in fact on the horizon in arizona and uh there was some lightning bouncing around inside of the dust clouds which is some of the you know most awe-inspiring visual that you'll ever encounter if you're a desert dweller oh yeah beautiful and i'm I'm watching this happen, and the winds had reached a state where I think it was between 60 to 70 miles an hour. Which can happen, which is why I asked. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it had blown all of the patio furniture because, of course, there was the giant, you know, umbrella that was shoved into the table, Mm -hmm. which just dragged it over. So everything (laughs) went into the pool. And this is me, granted, at like, you know, 19 and a half, 20 going you know 
I'll, I'll, I don't want any of this to get ruined because there's, you know, obviously there's pads and things that are sitting on top of these chairs. And of course, I don't want it to destroy that umbrella. That's expensive material. So I went and waded into the pool <laughs> and pulled all of this material out, including the table itself, which was a metal table, which I pushed out of the pool back up onto the top of the patio. And my folks arrived home as the lightning strikes were starting to settle over our house, as I was still chest deep in water, pushing a metal item up out of this. <laughs> and that was the reptilian brain, because I still hadn't fully formed my adult, you know, mental capacities yet. And well, I was when you're young, that you think way. You're well, yes. And, uh, you know, I might have even been happy to have been hit by lightning. Who knows? I, I could Benjamin Franklin it all over again and maybe be Frankenstein's monster for a second term. But uh, so I, I've easily done something as stupid for the sake of saying I don't want these nice things to be spoiled. Well, to, but, to uh, be fair, I... I'm, I think I exaggerated with the near death because I think I just would have been severely hurt. Oh, because, well, hopefully, well, unless well, you fell on the brick. Well, so no, but here's the thing is when I, where I had it in the tree balanced, there, there was a lot of branches and I kind of, I kind of thought as I was looking up, I was like, if I fall, I think I'll just like pinball my way down, right? Like off the branches. <laughs> so I won't like fall like from a very hefty weight because I think I'd either pinball my way down or I'd catch myself on a branch and just be kind of stuck in the tree like a cat. So you honestly believe that video game ragdolling occurs in reality, so you would just pinwheel off of that fucking thing and just drift down? I'm picturing like a pachinko machine where it's like the yeah, ball just bounces exactly. from one to another. Well, the price is wrong, bitch, because you're not going <laughs> to fall that way. <laughs> well, oh. like I said, I think I would have either caught myself on another branch and just been stuck in the tree, okay. which would have been somewhat embarrassing, uh, or would have just, like, bounced around and, like, fucked myself up on the way down, but not, like, fallen off a roof sort, like, straight down, you know? Well, this entire time, you had a very viable... 18 month old child that could have gone out and you know at least help you to work listen, that thing down. Listen, she could have scaled the ladder very easily. My doctor is in business it. administration, not common sense, okay? Okay, all right. I can dig it. <laughs> he makes a point. My doctorate is in palmistry from the University of Budapest, but I do love my correspondence course certificate that's up on the wall here. But uh, with that, I think that we'll say that common sense would say that we should get the hell out of here for this week because good old Michael has got some uh, some other affairs to attend to, not the least of which being that he has got to go and uh, pull a small child out of a raging inferno somewhere, I think, with the way that his luck is holting. <laughs> And on cue, my camera died for like the yep. 200th time. Going to go buy a new webcam, I think, no, and a new keyboard. Not another one. I think. How I, about you buy a new ring light? Because those things are fairly inexpensive, Michael. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, buy a new ring light and uh, take care of yourself. Don't bother to get that car fixed. Whatever you do, don't go chasing waterfalls and don't go climbing trees. <sighs> I'm, I'm not sure that's how those lyrics end, but uh, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just. Call it a wash. That's, uh, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Well, uh, if you fall down, you might need a little TLC yourself by the time you get through the end of this. But remember, as they take you into the waiting room at the emergency room, say you don't want no scrubs. You want all naked doctors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So with that, the oral exam will begin for the rest of us. Uh, we're delighted to have you here as always. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you seeing us through this very entertaining and, and troublesome, turbulent time for all of our lives, it seems, as we move through. But as I said, more researched material upcoming. There will be lies, I promise. And I would not fib about something like that. I swear. Number lie, 877 for the day. But of course, if you are enjoying the show, if this is your first time, welcome. We appreciate you being here. Usually we talk about random esoterica and lie about it. That's the stick of the show. It's a lot of fun. And you can see in the archives below, uh, as you go to smash that subscribe button, that we have got a plethora of material for you to plunder while you are waiting for us to get back on topic. But uh, these loose fits are a lot of fun and we appreciate them and hopefully you appreciate them as well. If you do, there are new episodes winging your way every lovely monday morning so hit that subscribe button stick with us and we will stick with you if you dig it rate and review we'd love to hear from you and of course we've got other material winging your way on the tubes of you every phenomenal friday for the most part unless otherwise indicated asterisks included and uh, batteries not included but uh, we'll try to keep you entertained over there as well there's a link in the show notes below that'll take you to all of our irrelevant socials and hopefully you'll be able to save a little sanity in addition to say a buck or two with all of this glorious free content with all of us uh, penny pinching spendthrifts on this call absolutely love and endorse as well and i also want to remind everybody as we end this episode that this week the podcast is brought to you in part by old spice deodorant uh well endorsed and uh, saving the pits of all three hosts here uh, as of yesterday <laughs> Excellent. So uh, now that I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon, I'm uh, really appreciating it. And thank you, Old Spice, for saving me from smelling things that make me want to vomit. <laughs> Aluminum and all. <laughs> Indeed. I'll take the cancer at this point. I'm prepared. As long as I don't have to smell bourbon bitters and uh, <laughs> nasty, ghastly bullshit as though I had just gone down on a call girl after her seventh hour out on the street. I'm telling you, man, you got to get those crystals. It's all about that crystal. <laughs> Indeed. So, Old Old Spice, it'll save your ass. <laughs> and uh, that is going to officially wrap this thing up for us here at the Disinformed Podcast this week. And thank you all for being here. So for Disinformed, I'm Shane. And I'm Michael. And I'm Michael. And zippity zoop, we're out of here. Spice up your life. <laughs>